laugh so hard that you hurt your hand, my dude. I'm sorry, but my hands are just so large. I can't help it when I slam my hands together. And not only do they smart afterwards, but everyone within a hundred meter radius is deaf now. Huh, just the, the, the simple sonic boom of when you clap your hands together just absolutely decimates anybody within a 10, 10 meter radius, huh? Yeah, you know, um, you know when the Hulk claps? Yeah. And it's yeah. like a gigantic ass shockwave? Uh-huh. That's what happens to me every time my hands clap. Come, come together. Come, come together, together to clap. Whether that be when I'm very excited about a good friend's birthday or when I'm putting my hands together to pray. Um, no one will survive the the my <laughs> the very large boom. hands coming together. Incredibly large hands simply uh, popping the eardrums of anybody close by when brought together. This is very true. It's an unfortunate superpower to have, really. Uh, it makes it very hard to to go anywhere, really, whether that be our flying rocket mansion or um, just on my daily groceries. It's a huge hassle, and uh, uh, you know what? I'm just not very comfortable talking about it, so I'm going to stop now. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry about your uh, uh, big hand syndrome. Anyhow, it's time Anyhow, to make something. It's time to make something. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Make Something, the podcast where two siblings try to come up with an idea for a movie, video game, TV show, whatever, based off of three randomly generated words. I'm your host, Tristan Rowan. And I'm your other host, Madison Rowan. And, uh, this is where we go over the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go over the rules now. How about I do it this time? I, I can do it. I can do it. I can introduce the rules. Go ahead, introduce the rules for all you newbies out there. All right, everybody who's listening for the first time, here are the rules to our little game. We're going to make something based on three randomly generated words. Before we get to that point, we're going to flip a coin. We flip the coin to determine whether we're going to start with a character, which will be on heads, or a setting, which will be on tails. After that, we will roll our randomly generated words and start the process of making something. Once we get comfortable in whatever we've made, we've made something nice, we've made something delightful, it's it's a wonderful little story, we gotta throw a wrench in it, and we're gonna throw a fourth mix-up word into our batch of cookies and create something, perhaps with a little bit of a twist. Also, each of us has one re-roll of any of those four words, if we so need it, but hopefully yes. we won't need it. If we so need it, we can reroll any any word, but only once. One one each. That is two words we could possibly roll. So yes. Anyhow, uh, anyhow. I have the coin. You should have I, the coin this time. Should I flip that shit? Please flip that shit. Here we go. Flipping the coin. Uh, flipping <laughs> the coin. It landed on tails. Oh, uh, so we're starting off with a setting. We're making a setting this time, baby. We are making a setting. All right, now that we've got that determined, are you ready for some words? I am ready for some words. Hit me. Excellent. All right. Not physically, like, with, with the... Tell me the words. All right. <laughs> Listen, we're too far apart to actually li- literally hit you physically, but... I'm not. I will hit you mentally with well, words. I have very big hands. Oh, that's correct. You're, you're very big, very slapping hands. Anyhow, let's get some words. Our first word is... That's a word. Um, it's cylinder. <laughs> it's a cylinder. Uh, you know, like a cylindrical object. Uh, a yes. Coke can could be considered a cylinder, or a, a pipe of some sort could be considered a cylinder. Uh, um, if you don't know what a cylinder is, you're probably not in, what, third grade? Please learn your, your three-dimensional shapes. Before listening to this podcast, it is required listening uh, beforehand. Uh, that's not exactly a word I would predict to come out of this, but it is also a random word generator. That is solidly a noun that we know what that is. <laughs> yep, it's a cylinder. Yep. Well, give us our word number two. All right, word number two. Word number two is teach. 
Okay. T e a c h. So we're, we're going to teach, teach people <laughs> about cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> so we're making an educational TV show this time. Uh, uh, okay. okay. Well, uh, we'll see. All right. Our third, <laughs> our third word. Our third word is bundle. 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 B u n d l e. Bundle. Okay. So I I feel like like bundle is the one word out of these three that might have more than one definition. So I'm gonna look that right. One. Yeah, I'll I'll I guess I'll look up some other one, see if we could possibly have a different definition. I truly, truly doubt, but we'll see. Sure. Let's see here. So bundle is uh several objects or a quantity of material gathered or bound together in a bundle say, of, of hay or a bundle of an item. So a bunch of things that are packaged together All right. is a bundle, which okay. is pretty much what I thought it was. It doesn't seem like there are any other definitions for that word. Hmm. All right. Well, we so, have to so, make a setting yeah. out of this. If we have to make a setting out of this. However, let me hit you with a surprise. Uh-huh. The cylinder has a couple of different definitions. What? Yep. As it turns out, the the base definition is a solid geometric figure with straight parallel lines and a circular or oval cross section. Yes. You know, a cylinder, uh, a solid or hollow body object or having part of the shape of a cylinder, a piston chamber in a steam or internal combustion engine. Okay. A cylindrical tin can- uh, a cylindrical container for liquefied gas under pressure, or a rotating metal roller in a printing press. Uh, okay, so... So we actually have a couple of them. And, actually, if we end up using the, the uh, like, a cylindrical container for liquefied gas under pressure, which, uh-huh. by the way, we're getting all of these definitions from, like, Google Dictionary. Well, Google Dictionary grabs their results from, like, Merriam-Webster. Exactly, like exactly. So, we could use that as kind of a, a thing, and then that would also make more sense with bundle, perhaps wherever this place is, maybe they're exporting a gas in cylindrical containers. Sure. Potentially. That's just like a fucking toss out for, here's a thing we have. Okay. We could literally use the object cylinder as something too, but we'll have to kind of see where things go. And I guess because I can't really break this train of thought of mine, Uh I guess I'm going to have to derail what we're currently talking about to kind of go over to my idea. Sure, yeah, no, because, just derail me. Because as soon as we got the word teach, you started talking about edutainment. You're right, uh uh-huh. And edutainment is a, it's a genre that is very dear to my heart because it, it, it has some of, like, the, the, when I think about edutainment, I think about, like, the old Mac OS and Windows era edutainments. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like your your Reader Rabbit or the previously discussed Zumbinis. Yeah, Zumbinis. You know what one I always think about, which I don't think we really have any bearings on this, but I always think about um, Mavis Beacons teaches yeah. typing. Mavis Beacon teaches typing. Or even That's the old, uh, like, humongous adventure series, like Pajama mm-hmm, Sam mm-hmm. and Putt-Putt. Right, That's right. kind of like the era that I always go to. When I think about edutainment, that doesn't really have anything to do with what I wanted to get to. I just wanted to talk about how much I love edutainment. Anyways, (laughs) when we brought up the idea of cylinder, which is just kind of like a basic geometric shape in the 3D realm, and we talk about edutainment, if we're talking about basic shapes and edutainment, I always think about Flatland. Flatland? Do Do you know what Flatland is? I don't know what Flatland is. Okay, so Flatland is a concept made up by Carl Sagan. Uh-huh. In which he used as an example to describe the different planes of, uh, or like the different dimensional planes. Right, your so, first dimension, second dimension, three yeah, dimensions. Yeah, in an attempt to rationalize what the fourth dimension might look like to people in the third dimension, a.k.a. us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He created this sort of fictionalized world, which he called Flatland, which was made up of um, 
a bunch of little characters that were represented by these little geometric shapes, like hexagons and circles and squares and whatnot. Right, right. And he talked about what a view of the human body would look like to some some entity that would exist solely on the second dimensional plane. Uh-huh. And what it looked like to them was basically like a cross section of a person entering their view and then suddenly just vanishing from sight. Oh. Um and and the coolest thing about this is that someone took this concept and turned it into a movie. There is a Flatland the movie which has actual characters like the main oh. characters like a hexagon that uh, that um people are like people think he's crazy because he saw a three-dimensional person and he's being talked to to by a three-dimensional person who's not within his field of vision because they can go above and outside of their what they can normally perceive the, the as plane. being a two-dimensional being, right? Ah, uh, okay, okay. I'll have to look that up. That actually sounds absolutely buck wild and definitely kind of in my realm of interesting shit that I enjoy. It, it's it's really weird. I, I I personally haven't watched the movie, but I have watched the original lecture that Carl Sagan gave because, uh-huh. by the way, Carl Sagan is an amazing lecturer, if you didn't already know. Yeah, just an interesting interesting lecturer in general. An interesting man. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's just like this really interesting concept. So we're uh, getting back to the idea. We talked about Teach as being like this... Uh, like edutainment thing, right? right? The entirety of Flatland was a, was created in 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 like real life was created to teach the audience about like the different d- dimensional planes. Right. So maybe we could make something that is meant to teach the audience about some concept and we uh-huh, uh-huh. we start with a cylinder. Where we go from there, I don't know. I think the only problem with that is that we don't have, like, the big level of understanding that perhaps, like, a Carl Sagan, Carl Sagan does. Have, yeah. So how we're, do we, we really go somewhere? <laughs> yeah, we're not exactly at that level. We're in, we're interested enough to, like, learn from that kind of a person, but I yeah. don't think we can, like, <laughs> yeah. th- think to that level, you know what I mean? So I don't know if we can really do we are, that. Uh, we are pointing out to the stars and saying hey, that we are going to knock it out of the park and into the stars, and yeah. neither of us have played baseball. Not neither one of us has picked up a baseball uh anyhow i think maybe we take it in like a, a mock edutainment direction mm-hmm. then where we're not we're kind of like playing at teaching somebody something mm-hmm. but perhaps in fact we are are going a different route uh you know using the sort of edutainment style and, and, and sort of vibe Mm-hmm. to build a story potentially for these characters that live in like an entertainment world okay i i'm down with this idea is there any specific direction that you were going with or is that kind of where that thought ended it's kind of where the thought ended but it's kind of just like a, i'm opening a door somewhere to kind of like let the ideas run through at this yeah. point mostly because like i like the idea of using kind of like entertainment as kind of a a a overall genre, kind, overall of, kind genre. of like in the way, um, like "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared" used it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe not in the same like horror sense, but definitely mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, a, a, a sort of style to tell a story that perhaps isn't really entertainment yeah. in yeah. the sense that you know other things really are entertainment. I I also think that um to kind of like shift away from this idea a little bit. Yeah. We can also take teach as in, um, say we can we come up with characters, the setting that we place them in are is supposed to teach them something, rather mm-hmm. than teach the audience something. So, uh, and I guess this is kind of starting to formulate an idea. But if we don't want to go in this direction, I completely understand. Um, imagine like a group of characters that are trapped in some sort of like containment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it is an unnatural containment, like maybe they've been abducted by aliens or something, but the setting that we place them in are is here to teach them about something. Maybe okay. it is about 
the aliens that have abducted them or maybe some hidden truth about the past or whatever. So so let me let me kind of show up to this tea party with just an absolutely buck wild uh thing that my brain did the moment you said perhaps we are trying to teach the characters something i immediately uh-huh. thought of like we're taking a bunch of like characters that it's like oh this is triangle and this is a uh, uh, a sphere and this is cylinder and then we're handing them over to am from uh, i have no mouth and i must scream <laughs> i yes please like keep going keep going i love this i love this and for some reason that's where my brain went where instead of like it's like kind of like the beginnings of like an entertainment you know it's like when they're singing their songs and then they're just uh-huh. abducted and it's like <laughs> we have to show Cylinder the sins of greed that he has committed by by setting him <laughs> into his own personal hell <laughs> um um okay I, I fucking I fucking love this idea <laughs> And I'm I'm wholly invested in this right now. Can I just say though, uh-huh. um, the cylinder is supposed to apply to the setting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, can can instead of having, I still want like the geometric shapes to be the characters because I fucking love that idea. I think it's hilarious. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But can we can we do this? Okay, okay. okay. Yes. How about? How about these edutainment geometric characters are actually just avatars for people that are put in like neural neurostasis aboard a cylindrically shaped spaceship <laughs> that is flying through space? Okay, okay, okay. So, hold on, hold on. So, you so, gave wait, me wait. a wild idea. So, I, I think we have the exact same idea we here, so can I just go idea. on a little bit further? Yes, go, 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 go. So, and I have no mouth, but I must scream, uh, specifically talking about the game, because that the game has way more content in it than mm-hmm. the short story did. Um, Am creates these sort of um, virtual worlds for the five main characters to explore. Yeah. What I want is for the main characters of this story to be kind of in the same predicament where there is an AI that is controlling everything that they are experiencing, but Uh they are not there in physical form. They are existing inside of like a virtual world that this AI has created and they are represented by these geometric shapes. Yes. Um, um, and, and perhaps they've even have ha- like had their memories wiped or or s- their personalities changed in some way to fit this sort of edutainment aesthetic that we're going for, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, they are trapped inside the cylinder and they are being tortured for the sins of the past humans who they do not even they are not even aware of anymore. They don't mm. understand their own humanity anymore because humanity is dead. <laughs> <laughs> is that kind of the idea you're going for? Admittedly, no. I was still stuck with the aliens idea. Where, okay. Where they have, these are humans who have been abducted by aliens and are, uh, in a way, being, like, tested or examined on, like, human ideas and 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 morals and, and and sort of like basically it's a bunch of aliens who are who have abducted the humans to study the human condition by taking these humans putting them into like a simplified existence and seeing what they do basically that these humans have been taken to teach the aliens about what being a human is like, and thus have to, like, kind of experience this nightmare existence as these two-dimensional, like, shapes, and try to figure out, um, puzzles and, and solve all these issues to try and escape. I the, the, love this! The I, I love this! <laughs> Especially because we can, we can bring in one of my favorite things that has ever happened uh-huh into this 
Do you know about the golden records that are upon Voyager 1 and 2, I believe? Holy shit, I do I do know about those. But but explain to the audience. So so if anyone in the audience does not know about Voyager 1 and 2, they are um a pair of NASA's like deep space probes that have basically been um sent off to the very edges of our galaxy to explore as much as we can of the universe as possible. And eventually, uh, and when I say eventually, I mean within our lifetimes, um, these things were sent off in the Mm seventies. These things are going to, we're going to lose all contact with them and they're going to fly past the gravity of our sun into the entire universe. And we will never see them again, probably. Yeah. Um, aboard those two spacecraft, we loaded two golden records and i'm talking about like like what we would normally associate as a vinyl record right right right. but they're made of gold um and in them we have on, on one side of them we have inscribed instructions on how to play the records um, mm-hmm. using using anatomical uh uh models to establish a measurement system and a um basically to sort of like uh how do i want to say this um try to come up with a mathematical standard with whatever potential race uh finds these things um and so that they can have concise directions on how to play back these records and also how to potentially find our planet Uh uh upon these records you can go onto youtube and find the contents of these records because these are in public these are public records. Yeah, public domain um, kind of thing. They they are they are encoded with images with sounds of Earth and of human voices. Uh, these images include things like the nature on Earth, but also the anatomical structures of, of people. Um, the sounds include different languages across Earth, music, um, just the general sounds of nature. It's insane and it's one of my most favorite things that have ever been made by humanity it's it's one of your favorite things that have ever been jettisoned off into space it is definitely my favorite thing that's been jettisoned out into space but it's my (laughs) one of my favorite things that have ever been done by humanity Mm -hmm. it's It's, just a really fascinating thing honestly it's one of the coolest things we've ever fucking done but I love I love this alien idea that you came up with uh-huh, because uh-huh. the idea of placing human consciousness into a simplified form to test the human condition mm-hmm. and to gain an understanding of how we understand the universe in an attempt to A, decipher the golden records, but B, also try to come up with a way to not only communicate with humanity, but be able to just relate to them. Yeah, to understand them on, like, a, a person-to-person level, almost. Yeah, is fucking fascinating. <laughs> it It is fascinating. I love this idea, and I also love the idea that that despite the best efforts by these aliens, they are still treating humans to a a glorious helping of hell exactly in doing this exactly because i think uh, one of the things that potentially these aliens don't realize is like they probably just absolutely have no idea how to understand humans how yes. to how to actually treat them what sort of limits they have and so they just kind of plucked a sample of of humanity just a couple uh-huh. of humans uh-huh shove the, them in this like mental cylinder mm-hmm. uh to test them and figure out where their limits actually lie yes of course they're going to fuck up these humans but maybe these aliens are kind of like uh you know those holier than thou like greater than uh uh kind of existences where it's just kind of like uh, it's for the greater good mm-hmm. they don't really care about humanity but they want to learn more anyway so they don't mind breaking a couple humans like you know how do you make an omelet you break a couple eggs yeah i i do also kind of going back to what i said about like the ai and stuff Uh uh 
well, not necessarily about the AI, but the idea I was going towards with that, because I, I like your idea way more. Okay, um, yeah. But I do still like the idea that the rest of humanity is gone besides mm. this group of character, which I guess we're going to say is our bundle of characters. Yeah, our, to, our, to our shapes. To, to bring back that last word that we've been ignoring. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our bundle of characters. Our bundle of shapes, which are our characters. Um, I do like the idea of humanity just generally being gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that this attempt to establish a kind of repertoire with humanity is kind of like the latch, last ditch effort of these um, um, basically conservationist aliens right. that don't want to see humanity go extinct, but also realize that they can't just place them in a habitat and expect yeah. to understand us fully. Uh-huh. Um, I I love that idea. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think um, I think establishing like a a proper story structure with this is going to be difficult. Oh, absolutely. Um, be- because if we're placing them into a a, I'm not even sure if we're going to call it. Uh, well, I guess we could still go with the edutainment route, um, I mm-hmm. guess. But this is more so to me, this definitely feels like a puzzle game. Oh, um, absolutely. I feel like it definitely would have, like, a puzzle game element, except, like, as you kind of solve more puzzles and, and stuff, like, just kind of pieces of, of, like, a grander thing happening behind the scenes kind of starts unveiling itself. Yeah. Like, first of all, you're all, like, 2D shapes, right? Like, yeah. w- one is circle, one is square, one is triangle and, and rectangle, trapezoid uh-huh. or fucking whatever, right? And, and for whatever reason, I still want the AI to be a thing, Uh huh. but it's cylinder. Yes. So it's the one 3D object in kind of this shape void that uh-huh. these characters exist in, right? Yes. Th- this also... So, so when I say a puzzle game, I know we talked a little bit about like uh, I have no mouth, mouth, and I'm a screen, uh, and that is a point and click adventure game. Yeah, I, I think like this might need to be a little bit more abstract. So this feels more so like um, I'm going to throw out three names here, two of which are directly related. One of them isn't. Uh-huh. Have you heard of a game called Anti Chamber? Yes, I have. Is it is it the one that I'm thinking of where it's like the the very crazy 3D puzzle that that like by looking at different things like different it, colors like shit shit changes all over the place. It, it's very hard to describe. Um, yeah. it, it is a very non Euclidean puzzle game. Um, okay, yes, yeah, exactly. That's kind of kind of like in the style of of like Portal, where you're kind of mm. in these like barren white chambers, and you have to. Uh, the cool thing about Antichamber is that it establishes its own line of logic rather yeah. than preying upon any previous knowledge that you've had of, like, physics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting game. Um, the other game I was going to mention that's directly related to this is Manifold Garden, which um, is pretty much, like, the the spiritual successor to Antichamber, made by the same people, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's um, the one where you have to try and make the, the connections, right? With the... The circuits almost in like a, a garden, literally. No, no. Ah, no. I'm thinking of a different game. You're you're thinking of a different game. Manifold Garden um, visually looks very similar to Anti Chamber, but it's about it's about infinity in the most literal sense that you can describe it. Um, uh huh. Instead of describing it, I think I will just tell you to go look up what the game looks and plays like. Oh okay. um, yeah yeah yeah. But um. I'm definitely getting the feeling of, like, an art style that's definitely in that same direction. Right. But also with the the narrative structure of the third name that I was going to throw out, which is Zachtronics. Um, okay, now, Zachtronics, that one I haven't heard of, so. Is, yeah, Zachtronics is a puzzle game develop, developer or development studio. Uh-huh. Um, and they generally make games that have to do with programming in some sort, whether that okay. be literally doing computer program programming in some senses and also programming machines to accomplish certain tasks um Uh uh and generally the narrative structure of those games are you do the puzzle you get some flavor text sometimes you get flavor text in the puzzle yada yada so on and so forth 
Right. Um, this definitely, to me, feels like it, it maybe starts from that edutainment aesthetic to the more abstract aesthetic of something like Anti-Chamber. Right. But with the narrative structure of a Zachtronics game, where you sort of get these little tidbits of information as you complete the puzzle and as as you do more of the puzzles. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I... This is like a big brain idea. <laughs> it's a very big brain idea, but I, I do kind of feel that since part of what these, these aliens are testing the humans on is kind of human condition type stuff, uh-huh. I feel like a couple of this, these sort of puzzles and stuff like that have to be taken person by person, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. While you always have the option to switch which character you're kind of playing kind of on the fly but wherever you leave them in the puzzle is where they stay yeah so, so there will come times when your the square right your square will mm-hmm. find a puzzle that they can't complete from their side of the chambers or whatever right mm-hmm. so you swap over and you're playing triangle and triangle shows up and she realizes that she can do something that will change the chamber on the other side to let square go through right and it's kind of like the this helping nature of humans to to want to interact and help each other is part of what is trying to be tested. Potentially there might be options for you to um, like leave one character behind and decide that I'm just going to finish everything as triangle. Okay. And and just be able to leave it. But then you leave like a a selfish taste over the entirety of humanity. Yeah. I I like that idea. I like that idea a lot, actually. Um, So, uh, here I go, throwing another name out. Um, oh, boy. It kind of feels like uh, Thomas is Alone, um, which is yeah, a... Yeah, that's the... Oh, my God. That's the, I think that's the one that I was thinking of, where you're like a little uh, uh, square, and you like gain more friends. Yeah, so you are a square, uh-huh. and and um, it is a puzzle platformer. And as you go along in your game, you gain more friends, which are different sizes and lengths of square. And mm-hmm. you you have to work together to solve these puzzles. Yes. I, I definitely get the same vibe of that. Um, I like the idea that there are certain things that certain shapes can do yeah, yeah, based yeah. on their shape um, that others can't. Um, and, and I definitely like the idea of, like, uh, you have the ability to leave some of these people behind. Uh-huh. But maybe you don't get the good ending unless you bring them all to the end. Yeah, like, the goal is to get all of your shapes, all of your characters, mm-hmm. kind of to the end. And I do feel at some point, like, as you're progressing along, like, these char- these, these shapes need to be a little bit of- needs a little bit of development. Oh, yeah, definitely. So perhaps they start realizing that they have a voice, right? Uh-huh. And can kind of communicate to whoever's next to them, right? Yes. I almost imagine this kind of being like, since they're 2D shapes, right? That they kind of exist on a 2D plane, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the the uh, hu- human uh, cross-section situation again. Perhaps they're playing this entire puzzle on the cylinder. You know how, how a cylinder is, is has one plane that goes all the way around? Uh, yeah. So all of the puzzles are kind of operating, like, on some side of the this cylinder, right? And right. certain uh, uh puzzles have the ability to take, like, a section of the cylinder and turn it. So that you can have, like, Square has now suddenly uh, uh switched places and, and moved one slide down. Kind of like uh, turning a, a combination lock. Oh! And now they're on a different path that perhaps they will be more suited to. That's, that is interesting. I like that. Um, I also really like the potential for discovery uh, of these characters in terms of like, I guess, not just character depth, but physical depth. Like, imagine turning the cylinder to a new plane and finding out that, hey, uh, fucking rhombus isn't just a rhombus, but he actually like turns into this weird arc shape if you wrote if you rotate the cylinder because you go oh. to a different cross section of it. So it's like, you can either play it kind of like on like a 2d flat plane. Yeah. Or, or turn the cylinder so that you're like playing in 3d, almost like a uh, paper Mario kind of situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Um, 
Which which Paper Mario is it that you have the option to play totally flat or in 3D? That's Super Paper Mario. Okay, in Super Paper Mario, yeah, you have the option to like play it like totally flat, like on a a plane. Uh huh. But if you turn it into 3D, you'll find secrets and and different things. Yeah. And potentially, like, it's at some point you get stuck in the puzzle, right? And it's like, I can't figure out how to change things. And suddenly you, like, hit, like, a button you hadn't had to use before, and it turns, like, the entire cylinder into, like, a 3D plane. And it's like, oh, shit. Now I'm playing Crash Bandicoot. The cylinder appears in your mind as a godly figure and tells you that the human condition is stronger than this and to think outside of their own existence. Uh And then suddenly the world just shifts in front of your eyes. Yeah, and now you're in a 3D, like, plane. Yeah. Like, almost like a Crash Bandicoot level, right? You know, where you're, like, facing it and you have, like, two walls on either side? Uh Uh-huh. And suddenly you're, like, a 3D character kind of, like, standing up. You're still, like, a simple shape, right? But you're a little bit more complex. Yeah. And, like, that can be part of, like, what happens. Uh, And if you make sure that all of your characters are kind of aligned. I like the idea that you can kind of, uh, if you come close to the walls, you can shift over and see the the next person over a little bit. Uh So you can try and keep your characters, like, all aligned up, right? Right. So that, like, when you hit the, the, uh... To shift your your entire the the cylinder to to rotate it and get them to switch over uh what track they're on they all switch together mm. so they all get rotated one down or something like that just kind of like interesting uh something something neat to do I guess yeah 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 to let your your little shape characters be able to go down different paths and be able to find like different secrets that only they could access if they were down that path yeah. This is, whew. It's like a weird big brain maneuver we've pulled here with with edutainment shapes. Edutainment shapes that are human consciousness being tortured and forced to solve reality-bending puzzles. Uh Uh-huh. In order to, 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 To for their overseers to better understand their condition yeah yeah, oh boy like at first i feel like it just starts off as a simple game but as like you get further along in like the cylinder puzzle Uh like more and more things start to happen it's like suddenly like oh square has a voice it isn't complete yet but it's making noises now Uh uh-huh and then you get a little bit further and it it triangle has learned to vibrate yeah triangle has learned how to like vibrate and and break uh, like breakable objects because it's very pointy and can uh saw through things now. Yeah, and and fucking uh circle fucking can bounce. Cir- circle can bounce. Hexagon has learned to pick up other uh, other shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so like they, they each they have like their own little ability they could do. Yeah, they start learning and can and can like advance a little bit more, and eventually they can kind of uh communicate and be like, "What's your name?" kind of like connect to each other on a more human level than just simple shapes yeah but it's like you get that the further down the puzzle you go yeah and there are points where you can legitimately get stuck and have to like call it quits well i feel like you you could like backtrack to previous levels to come back and save uh a, a shape with a new ability that you've learned Ooh, okay yeah so kind of like an almost like a metroidvania sort of sense yeah, but it's like your whole goal is to save all of your shapes, all yes. of your all of your shape friends. Yes, this is good. I really like this. I I love I didn't this think idea. we're gonna get somewhere so interesting with cylinder as one of the the, the words. <laughs> this, this is this is really 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 interesting, and uh, I'm I'm not big brained enough to to figure out how this would work in a mechanical sense, but I feel like there are definitely people out there who would be interested in an idea like this. Yeah, somebody out there could actually make something out of this. Yeah, yeah. But we're in too good of a place. Yeah, we we gotta mix it up. We We gotta mix mix up this fucking geometric shape soup that we've come up with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Alrighty, are you ready for the mix-up word? Give me that mix-up word. The mix-up word is... Recycle. 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 R-E-C-Y-C-L-E. Recycle. Okay. Interesting. 
Interesting word. A word that feels like it works very well for edutainment, teaching kids how to recycle. But I'm wondering how it works in with our cylinder puzzle game. Well, Hmm? when you said teaching kids how to recycle, I remembered that we came up with the idea that these are like the last uh, humans out there. Right, right. And that these aliens were conservationists, essentially. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, what if... I'm taking recycle to mean, uh, in this case at least, to mean, like, taking care of the earth, basically. Taking care of the environment. Okay, kind what of like these... the big, broad, wide yes. recycle. What, what if these aliens' goal is not only to communicate with us and understand us, but also to teach us why the rest of humanity is gone in the first place, and that is because we didn't take care of our planet? Ooh... So kind of give it a Wally twist. Yeah, a big old Wally twist. Yeah. We could do something like that. There is also like the other literal definitions of of recycle, which is yeah, convert waste into reusable material, return material to a previous state in a cyclic process, uh, mm-hmm. use again. So. That's. It might come down to... Okay, so I know that we said that perhaps these are sort of human consciousnesses taken into a more simplified form Uh in order to test. What if we kind of uh, make recycle be the broad word for what's happened to these humans? These humans are long gone. Uh The ones that are these these sort of consciousnesses, right? Right. Perhaps the aliens have found other humans and are working to try and uh, uh, conserve humanity on, on a dying planet or whatever they're they're doing, right. but these human consciousnesses are basically have been thrown into an AI program, right? Uh huh. And are constantly being recycled and forced to run the same puzzles over and over again to try and learn more and more, like whatever they can from them. Okay, so the story that you're playing through has already been done. Thousands and thousands of times before. Right, right. We're and- we're pulling an am to these fucking uh, uh these shapes. Yeah, we're we're, we're forcing them to relive th- this uh shape based life over and over again in order to learn more from them. So these the the bodies of these human consciousness uh are are long gone at this point. Yeah, they they are. Potentially, they no longer exist at this point. Right. The only the only remnants of them is their their consciousness at this point. Yes. And that is constantly being reset to a previous point. Mm-hmm. So that a- they can run soon- the same thing over and over again. Oh, boy. See if they deviate in their choices. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what more can they learn from humanity? <laughs> from, mm-hmm. from these select group of humans that they have grabbed from all over the planet before things went to complete shit. Oh man. And that's like the the big overall cycle. So so is the the end goal of the game then to break the cycle? I wonder if the end goal of the game is less to break the cycle itself but to learn the story in its entirety. Uh okay. Including the fact that you've been running these tests for so so very long. Mm-hmm. And even though you learn about them at this point, like, what are you going to do? It's not like you have a body anymore. Well, I, I mean, breaking the cycle doesn't mean escape, necessarily. Okay. okay. Breaking the cycle in this sense could be like, let's say the ending you got is the ending where you bring all your shapes to the end and they all survive, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, That gives you the true ending, the true ending being... Not necessarily that you can escape, because by all means, you can't escape. You don't have a body to escape into right. or anything like that. But the the data that you provided by bringing everyone to the end yeah. is enough for these aliens to know exactly what they need to do in order to save what remains of humanity back on Earth. Right. It's so, kind of so, one of these, these you've exemplified uh, human humans want to save everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. This, this kind of uh, 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 togetherness that humans sort sort of want and need to continue surviving. Humans will always try to work together when they can. Right. To whatever they, they means. Will overcome, and like, they will overcome their differences to, to work together for the betterment of all. Yeah, when, exactly. When, when all the cards are down. Yeah, when all the cards are down, humans will try to work together. And that's kind of like what you bring when you finish the, the, the test with all of the shapes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps that is the good end, where it's like we, we have the data, perhaps humanity uh, gets to live a better life, and you get to run the puzzle again. <laughs> Or perhaps, or, or perhaps that is kind of like the the good ending, where it's like, and then your you little shapes get to be free in a, a two dimensional world. Yeah, they can they can have the the two dimensional edutainment world that they they believe to be their paradise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or or you can provide more data by doing the optional DLC tests. Yeah, more tests. More These tests. ones are on a trapezoid. Oh fuck! <laughs> you get fucking Rhombus's side story. Oh man, each shape has a DLC. <laughs> you get oh god, their, their solo run where you get to learn who they were as a human. Fucking fucking circle solo run. <laughs> Bouncing only, uh, no stopping speed run tactics. <laughs> So, Circle was a gamer in a previous life. This is true. So, what is this called? I have no mouth, and I must teach. <laughs> I I have no mouth, and I must geometry. And I must teach geometry. Third grade. <laughs> there is the very ominous name that we could go with, just the cylinder. Okay, see, I was going to say the same thing, except I was going to say just just cylinder, not the cylinder. Uh-huh. Just cylinder. Cylinder is pretty good. Because, um, here I go naming another thing. It, it reminds me of the movie Cube. Do you know that movie? <laughs> I do not know the movie Cube. Um, uh, to, to make a, a, a one and a half hour movie short... Uh, there's a bunch of people who are put into a prison, which is a bunch of, like, uh, cube-shaped rooms that are stacked on all sides. Uh Uh-huh. Um, kind of like a, a Rubik's Cube, almost. And it has, like, these very, um, very obtuse puzzles that they need to solve to escape. But it it ends up being kind of like a Saw movie, where it's like, Eh. there there is character drama, and, and they just have to escape, and people act irrationally, yada yada, blah blah blah. Right, right. Um, but it's an interesting concept in the end. Yeah, okay. Okay, um, So I, it kind of rings the same feel as Cube to me, if we call it Cylinder, which I'm right. down for. Which is kind of the, the call we're taking, honestly, with that. Yeah. It is sort of a, a humans are trapped in a thing and have to escape kind of deal. Yeah. Just I, in I this was case, it's a cylinder and your Cube shapes. a lot earlier in this whole discussion. I wanted to bring it up, but I completely forgot. There's a lot of this is this is taking a lot of elements from a lot of different places. But. Oh, absolutely! Ironically, it's like a, a very simple sort of idea. Yeah, but but boy howdy, boy it's howdy! Ju- we pull it's a lot really from a those lot of like simple ideas that can like you can really draw out a lot of thematic meaning from it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's very it's very potent. Mm-hmm. Got Especially that, when that raw shape as- feel. Yeah, especially when you're working as fucking abstract as geometric shapes. <laughs> For real, no kidding, yeah. huh? Yeah. So I'm th- I'm down with cylinder as the title. Cylinder is funky, and I love it, and I think it's a great name. <laughs> it also is a testament to how weird these words were. These were some very very weird words. Yeah. I honestly had no idea where we were going when we first got cylinder as the word number one. But <laughs> here we are at the end of this with like some alien abductions on a cylindrical plane ex- existence. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do cylinder. Let's do cylinder. Let's do cylinder. All right. That's cylinder for you. We, we made something. We made something. 
hopefully this cylinder i mean it's a space station so maybe it's big enough the perfect size for my hands you can finally grab it like like i would grab a simple soda can that that is true that is very true um anyways i think that wraps it up for this episode i think we did it we made something we made something Hey, uh, if you wanted to create something using the same words, uh, send it on over to us. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Let's Make Pod. Our words for this episode were cylinder, teach, bundle, and our mix-up was recycle at Let's Make Pod. Uh, you can also reach me on Twitter at Glitchy Tripod. And you can reach me over on Twitter at Quipsterikru. That's uh, it for the episode. We did Any it. last thoughts? The rhombus is a really good shape. Just in general. Good night, folks. Good night. Alex Rossetti for creating the intro and outro to our show. You can find them on SoundCloud and Twitter at Albatross Soup.